0: Again, Colossians chapter 3, let me, let me just start, I want to start by saying this morning, and I, I want you to hear me, and then I want you to be ready to go out and to repeat what it is that I say. I want you to be ready to go out and repeat everywhere you go, if you go to the house and, and you're in the midst of your home, if you go to your job this week, if you go out to the store this week, I want you to hear me today, I want you to hear me right now, and I want you to be ready to go out and repeat what it is that I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you, listen very carefully our anchor holds. Our anchor holds. I want you to be very certain today. Our hope has not changed today. Our truth, the truth, it is not diminished today. Our foundation, it is not shaken today. Our future, it has it not somehow uh, been, been threatened today because our anchor holds. Listen, our anchor is Jesus Christ. And we can be sure today our anchor holds, and so I want to start off and tell you: take a deep breath today, praise the Lord today. Our anchor holds. These are these are crazy days. These are unimaginable days, and they may feel like uncertain days. But listen, we can rest in the fact, as followers of Jesus Christ, that we are not moved because the anchor holds. Now, let me just tell you that was worth the price of admission today. Uh, the anchor holds. Praise the Lord. Go and tell folks the anchor holds. When you when you leave here, and you go through your favorite drive-through for lunch today, <laughs> tell them the anchor holds. When you when you leave here and you go to United and you go by the people that are waiting on the next truck of toilet paper, you tell them, hey, the anchor holds. The anchor holds. When you get home and your neighbors are watching to see if you're social distancing. Tell them, hey, the anchor holds, the anchor holds. Now, that's not even the sermon, that's just some good news to start with. Listen very carefully, our anchor holds. Be sure today, our anchor holds. As you go through this week, you tell folks, listen, our Savior Jesus has not moved and our anchor holds. Today, our our message, again, that has nothing to do with the message, but our message today is entitled, Four Things to Be, Instead of worried. Four things to be instead of worried. We've been going to the book of Acts and we've been moving along. We're gonna take a couple weeks off and we're gonna focus on some some specific things to the things that are going on in our world and our lives today. And so today we're gonna see four things to be instead of worried. We're in Colossians chapter three, verses 15 through 17. Colossians chapter three, verses 15 through 17, I'm gonna ask if you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's word, Colossians chapter three, verses 15 through 17. God's word says this. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come today and we're thankful for you. We praise you. We're thankful that you are our creator. We're thankful that you are our sustainer that you are our provider. We're thankful that in Christ that you are our Savior. And so we come on this day and we exalt you. We praise you. We thank you. We lift up the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for these people here today. I, I pray as we have assembled, I pray that now you would speak through your word. I pray for those that will that will watch this message at some other time, that as they hear your word, that we would be instructed and how to move and how to respond in these days. Lord, guide us, direct us, correct us if you need to, but most of all, be glorified in all this. Lord, I pray if there's somebody here or somebody that's gonna watch this that doesn't know you, I pray, Lord, that in, in, in your perfect will that none would perish. I pray that we would proclaim and we would teach and we would sing with wisdom and we would admonish And we would point to the gospel of Jesus Christ and that they might be saved. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We trust this to you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I believe, I've been looking around this week, I believe part of our issue, part of our problem with all that is going on, and I I think this is true for me and probably for all of us, is we do not know what to do. And I I think that's a big deal. We do not know what to do. We're not sure what the next steps are and we do not like that. Now, let me just tell you, if you're like me, I I like signs. I like big flashing arrows. I like clear next steps. Do this and then do this and then do that. I, I like my steps laid out for me. And I think we are having trouble not knowing what to do. I saw, I guess the last two days, that this virus doesn't like elevated temperatures. And so the the thing was saying, keep your house hot, uh, wherever you're at, keep it hot. It does not like elevated temperatures. But then I went and read some research on it. The temperature that kills it is 180 degrees. (laughs) So I, I can't afford to keep my house much past 70 I saw this week that we should make cloth masks, that we should make those, and that's a good thing. They're running short. And then I saw last night a video that said cloth masks are absolutely the worst thing you could do. They will trap the virus there by your face. And it's just one thing after another like that. Should we do this and should we do that? And all sorts of information. And there's a sign that says breaking news. And five seconds later, there's more breaking news that contradicts that breaking news. And I think our problem is we're not sure what to do. Well, here's the good news. As believers today, God instructs us exactly as we are to do to live as his followers. And I I think that's important for us to be reminded. He he instructs us. He, He knows all things. He knows the situations we'll walk through. He knows about this. And he doesn't leave us without a testimony he instructs us exactly as how we are to live as his followers. And so here's the good news. Today, instead of being tossed all about, instead of looking for all these crazy different sources, and instead of worrying, we're going to see from God's word four things that God says for us to be. Now, this is talking to you. This is talking to me. Four things today that God says for us to be. So here it is from God's Word. Here we go. First thing that we see, first thing that we're to be, we're to be formed by the peace of Christ. Now I'm gonna explain that to you. The first thing that we ought to be is we're to be formed by the peace of Christ. Now let me read verse 15 to you. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. To which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Now, that word rule, it is a weird, it is a strange Greek word, which means it's actually only used one time in the New Testament. And it means dictated by or decided by. And it's like an umpire that when the ball comes in, when the pitch comes in, he calls it a ball, it was outside. He calls it a ball, it was too high. Or he calls it a strike, it painted the corner, and he calls it a strike. It is dictated by, it is called by that umpire. Well, I want you to see the picture this morning. In the same way, our hearts are to be dictated by, our hearts are to be directed by, they are to be shaped and formed by the peace of Christ. Our hearts are to be shaped, they're to be formed, they're to be dictated according to the peace of Christ. Now very simply, that means the lens that we perceive by, the, the lens that we will operate with is the peace of Christ, and my lens? What? How? How awesome is that for us to hear today? The the lens that I'm going to perceive through, that I'm going to see through, is to be the peace of Christ. We interpret what is going on around us according to the peace of Christ. Now, what does that look like? Well, I want you to see, and I want you to understand. And this is this is going to be. A pretty tremendous thing. I I want you to see in Christ we are redeemed. That's huge. We're purchased back from the debt of our sin. In Christ we are redeemed. In Christ, we are forgiven of our sins. Every sin, if you'll confess it when you turn to Christ, you are forgiven of your sin. In Christ, you're restored in your relationship with God. In your sin, you have a broken relationship. You're out of fellowship. But in Christ, you're in fellowship with a holy God. The Bible says in Christ, you're a new creation. You're not the same. You're a new creation. It says we have a new heart. In Christ, we are filled and we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Ephesians 1.13 says that. Listen, I am filled. You are filled with the Holy Spirit of God. In Christ, you are sons. We are sons and daughters of our Father. In Christ, we're saved from the wrath of God. He has held his wrath. He's going to pour it out in the end days. But in Christ, we are saved from the wrath of God. In Christ... We are secure, listen to me, secure in our salvation from God. We didn't do anything to earn it. We don't have to do anything to keep it. By faith in Jesus Christ, we are saved and in God's power, listen today, we are secure in our salvation from God. In Christ, we are bound for the joy of heaven. I'm gonna tell you, it's not that far away. We are bound for the joy of heaven, the absence of sickness and sorrow, the absence of the stain of sin. We are bound for heaven. Listen, in Christ, we have hope and we have peace and we have rest. In Christ, the anchor holds. And we are to interpret everything else according to that. I don't know, someone might accuse us of getting cocky. But when you go back through that list, I don't know what we do worry about. When you have that list, I don't know what we do lose sleep over. You know what? I'm forgiven of my sin. I'm made right with the Holy God. I've got the joy of heaven coming. My my eternal security is not dependent upon me. It is settled in Jesus Christ. We interpret everything else according to that. Listen, this virus, we interpret according to the peace of Christ. I was writing that. And it's it's funny when I I write things, sometimes songs pop into my head. And I I was writing that and I I couldn't help but think about my granny. And she's washing dishes and she has those rubber gloves on. She wore those rubber gloves up to here, had an apron that she made. She took this big old cardboard laced bonnet that she made. She hung it up she came in from the garden and she's over there washing dishes. What have I to fear? What have I to dread? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace. Remember the song, With My Lord So Near, leaning on the everlasting arms. Listen, in these crazy, crazy days, we are formed in the peace of Jesus Christ. That's the shape we take. Now, here's what the world says the world says, watch all the news. And here's what happens we end up being formed by the news. I I watched the news last night, I was sure I'd be dead before I woke up this morning. I thought some of y'all were already dead watching the news. The world says, watch the news, watch the news, and we end up being formed by the news. The world says, listen to the bad report, listen to the bad report, even the majority, they've got the bad report, and not very long, we are formed by the bad report. I wanna tell you this, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are formed by the peace of Christ. That's the first thing, be formed in the peace of Christ. Second thing is this. These are all gonna be pretty awesome. Second thing is this. Be filled with the word of Christ. Be filled with the word of Christ. Listen to verse 16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts To God. Now let's go through that. The Word of Christ. Let the Word of Christ richly dwell within you. The Word of Christ. Now let me explain this to you. This is talking about the message of Christ. It is talking about, now see how this is going to build. It is talking about the truth of Christ. Who is Christ? What does he do? What's he done? What's he doing? It is the truth of Christ. It is the gospel of Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I want you to hear me and be very sure, the word of Christ, it is our scripture. The word of Christ is our scripture. It's not just the gospel accounts. It is from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Listen today, this is the word of Christ. If you read this and you start in Genesis and you read all the way through to you get to Revelation, it's going to tell you the what, when, where, why, and how, the who of our Savior Jesus Christ. And so understand, this is the Word of Christ. The, the Bible, the Word of God is the Word of Christ. Now, the verse says, "the word, the Word of Christ, the Scriptures, let it richly dwell. Now, each of these words are going to be very important. Let it richly dwell. Richly, I like this word, means abundantly abundant. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Abundantly abundant. Now, let me give you some examples of abundantly abundant. If I were to say, here is a drop of water, but out here is the Atlantic Ocean, that is abundantly abundant. If I were to say, oh, I've got a a piece of sand in my eye, But I got the whole Sahara Desert over here. That is abundantly abundant. And so we we are to let it abundantly, abundantly dwell. Now dwell means what we would think it would mean. It means to reside in, to live in or to be in. It is within you. Now understand that's important because this is what you have taken into you. It's not sitting up here. It's not in my pickup sitting on the dash. It's not at home by my nightstand. This is meaning that I have brought it into me, that I have taken it into me, that it resides in my mind, that it resides in my heart. And so the verse literally means the scripture, the word of God, the word of Christ is abundantly abundant in you. The best way I can translate that from Route 2, Vernon, Texas, is this. You're filled up with the Word of Christ. You are filled up with the Word of Christ. I've said this in in these last days, dark days, uncertain days that we're living in, in a day when the world is so loud. And I, I don't know that the world has ever been so loud as it is today. In a world where the voice of Satan is so loud, and I don't know, I can't imagine a time when his voice is any louder than it is right now. When the voice of doubt is so loud, the voice of fear is so loud. I've been saying this, in those days, you know what we need to hear? We need to hear the voice of God. We need to hear the voice of God. in the day when doubt and fear and the voice of the world and the voice of Satan, they're echoing and you can't get anywhere and it's not echoing in your ear. We need to hear the voice of God. Listen, our faith will be sure when we're filled up with the voice of God. We think, oh, I like to have a strong faith. Oh, these are the days for faith. I wish I had a faith like they had. Listen, our faith will be sure when we're filled up with the voice of God. Our faith will grow. How does your faith grow? I wish it would grow. Your faith will grow when you're filled up with the voice of God we will stand and we will be courageous and we will be brave and we'll be resolved and we'll not be wavering all over the place when we are filled up with the voice of God. I can't say it enough. Believer, you had, we had better be inordinately in his word. We had better be in his word. These are the days we better know his word. The world says, well, you better do this. Well, what does his word say? Well, the Center for Disease Control says this. What does his word say? We better be in his word. Listen the single greatest thing you can do during these days I've I've thought about what's the greatest thing you can do the single greatest thing you can do in these days is to spend time in the word of God if you want peace if you want to grow your faith if you want direction in your life spend time in the word of God if you want comfort if you want to avoid all the pitfalls that the lost sheep are running into if you want to respond like Jesus would have you respond spend time Time in the Word of God. Spend time in the Word of God. Greatest thing we can do. Let me tell you this. I, I saw the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, I've seen a lot of dumb stuff this week, but this is one of them. There's a couple of posts that say, "Here's what you do with your kids while they're home." How ridiculous that somebody has to tell us what to do with our kids while we're home. Have we gotten so nutty that someone has to tell us, your kids are home, feed them. They're going to need a snack, and they're going to watch TV at 3 o'clock. That's the most ridiculous thing. I thought, what about painting the fence, riding your bike, go out and climb a tree? Let's do something. But it says this is what you do while your kids are home. Let me tell you something. The greatest thing you can do with your kids during this time is spend time in God's Word with them. And let me say what God said about Creation. Let me show you where he says he holds everything together in his hand. It fits in his hand. He's not upset, and you shouldn't be either. Let me tell you where it says do not worry. You have peace. Let me tell you where it says you can trust in him. He's not going to fail. And the greatest thing we can do in these days is to take our Bible and to get in with our little kids and to spend time in the Word of God with our kids. Spend time in the Word of God. Now, I want to say something here. Notice it says in... Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I have noticed, and this is weird, it's weird. I'll just just tell you up front, it's weird. And it is goofy. But I'll just tell you, I'm getting old enough now, I don't care. But the more I know the character of God, and the more time I spend in the word of God, the more it is reflected in the songs of my heart. And I, I look back now, and you know why I knew my granny was singing that song? You know what? That was the song of her heart. What have I to fear? What have I to dread? The more time I spend in God's word, the more it's reflected in the songs of my heart. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry for y'all, but I love to sing. I, I love to sing. I'm sorry for you. And when I, the, these songs, they attach to different situations. Yesterday at this funeral, we're singing Beautiful Land. I see the lights, I hear the singing. And there's a different situation that that attaches to. And the, and the things of life become attached to songs. And the hard times of life, they become attached to songs. And the good times of life, they become attached to songs. And I'm, I'm driving around and you're singing a song. Or you're in the shower and you're singing a song. I couldn't wait to get here this morning because I was going to sing these songs. I always tell Carrie, she's sick of hearing this for 20-something years, The best thing that's ever happened to y'all is that I can't sing (laughs) because I would tear stuff up if I could sing. If I could sing, I would just go around and I would blow stuff up. I think when the word of God is in your heart and the joy of God has grown out of that, it says, and spiritual songs and hymns and psalms, they become the things that teach you. His word is reflected in the song of our heart. First thing, be be formed in the peace of Christ. Second thing, be filled in the word of Christ. Be filled in the word of Christ. Now, the third thing is this, and I don't know that we're we're thinking much about this, and you might have guessed the first two, but, but be sure and see this. The third thing is this, be faithful to the name of Christ. Now, this is starting to depend upon us. Be faithful to the name of Christ. Verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. The word whatever literally translates whatever, whatever. That's all encompassing. Whatever you do in word or deed. In word or deed. Now what that means is whatever you say or whatever you do. Well, that's pretty much everything, isn't it? Whatever you say or whatever you do, both of those things, the Bible says, do them all in the name of our Lord Jesus. Now maybe we're missing this, and, I, and maybe Satan, his, his plan is to get us so consumed with all the crazy stuff, so distracted that we miss this. And so I want to remind us today from God's word, listen to me. We carry the name of Jesus Christ. We carry the name of Jesus Christ. As believers, you carry the name of Jesus Christ. I carry the name of Jesus Christ. And so what we do How we respond, how we live, the verse says what we say and what we do reflects on him. Now, I think Satan's wanted us to get so distracted we've lost track of that. We're thinking, God, if you'll just save us, God, if you'll just get us through this, that we're forgetting, you know what? As believers in Jesus Christ, what we say and what we do reflects Him, now maybe we'd like to forget that. Believers, listen to me, we are to be faithful to the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, that is why we must be formed by the peace of Christ. That is why we must be filled with the word of Christ because everything we do is a reflection on our Savior, Jesus Christ. I have have said That the greatest thing that could come out of this coronavirus, I'm sick of saying that, but the greatest thing that could come out of this coronavirus is a turning to Jesus Christ. The greatest thing that could come out of this coronavirus is not that we get to summer and we go back and have all of our stuff and the restaurants are full and and the grocery stores are full and we move on down the road. The greatest thing that could come out of the events of 2020, the coronavirus, is that folks would turn their eyes to Jesus Christ, that lost people would be saved, that the church would have their focus burned in on our Savior, Jesus Christ. That is my hope. That is my prayer, is that people would see Jesus Christ. Folks, I want to tell you today, the biggest piece of that is going to be the response of Jesus. His people. Do you understand that? The biggest thing that's gonna promote that is the response of the people of Jesus Christ. Do we sing? Do we preach the gospel? Do we proclaim the good news? Is there a smile on our face? Is there joy in our heart? Do we tell people the anchor holds? Do we say, yeah, it's hard? Yeah, there's things we don't understand, but friends, the anchor hasn't moved. Listen, we have to be faithful to the name of Jesus Christ. The most dangerous thing is that we'd respond like the world. The most detrimental thing is that we would respond and we'd be hopeless and we'd be greedy and we would panic and we would look like the lost world around us. Well, I thought y'all said you had a hope. I thought you said the anchor hadn't moved because you're sure acting like you don't even have an anchor. The most dangerous, the most detrimental thing is that we would respond to this the way the lost world has responded. let us be formed in the peace of Christ, let us be filled with the word of Christ, let us be faithful to the name of Christ and and here's a pretty awesome one the fourth one to finish up let us be thankful through Christ and to Christ it splits into two, two things there the, the fourth thing to be instead of worrying let us be thankful, through Christ and for Christ. Notice each of those verses, how they ended. Verse 15 ended and said, be thankful. Verse 16 said, singing with thankfulness. Verse 17 said, giving thanks. And so in these lists of four things that we're to be instead of worried, I want you to see this morning, understand worry and fear rob us of the worship of thanksgiving. And that's what what I've noticed. Worry and fear rob us of the worship of thanksgiving. You know what, if you're worried, if you're panicking, if you're all unsettled, I don't think you're very thankful. It robs us of the biblical worship of thanksgiving. It actually changes our mindset. Well, you know what, you can be deliberate in this. Well, when it gets better, I'm ready to thank God. I'll be the first one to thank God when it gets better doesn't work that way. Listen, here's what it says. You get to choose. It is a command. Be this. Do this. Sing like this. You get to change your mindset. Right now, we need to thank God for our homes and for our families and for our church and for the blessings of life that he gives us. Every good thing is from him. For the provision of life, none of us have starved to death. All the provision he's given us, sometimes we can say, you know what, I don't know how we made it through that. I didn't know we were going to make it, and yet he was faithful. We should thank him for the provision of life. We should thank him for the word of God, that we're not drifting around trying to figure this out. We should thank him for our supper last night. We should thank him for a new day today when the sun came up. We should thank him for the rain of last week. We should thank God, for the friends that we have, for the good times that he's blessed us with, for the bad times that he's sustained us through. Listen, we should thank God and it should start right now. You have something to be thankful for. We should thank God and it should start right now. Your day is gonna change if right now you begin to thank God. Through Christ, the verse says, thank God. And then here's the last piece of the whole deal. And it's my, it's my favorite piece. Thank God through Christ. Here's my favorite piece. Thank God for Christ. That's the key to everything. Hear me, listen to me, especially in these days. Especially in these days. Thank God for Christ. You see, our hope is in Christ. Christ. If we have any hope at all, it is in Christ. Our peace is in Christ. We saw that last week. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, I give to you. Our peace is in Christ. And to run the race with endurance, to finish the race with endurance, the Bible says we're going to have to fix our eyes. We're going to have to set our eyes on Jesus Christ. Understand that. He is our hope. He is our peace. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, endure the cross. We're to fix our eyes. We're to set our eyes in Christ. In these days, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus, the word of God. Thank him for the savior from God, Jesus. Jesus, the lamb of God. Thank you for Jesus, our redeemer. The way, the truth, and the life. Thank you for Jesus, the seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, the heir and the seed of David. Thanking for Jesus, the righteous judge, who will judge fairly. Thanking for Jesus, the wonderful counselor, the one that goes between the mediator. Thank Jesus for the prince of peace. Thank, thank the Lord for Jesus, the reigning king, the ruling king, the coming king. Thank you for Jesus, the victor of the grave. The grave doesn't have the victory. Thank you for Jesus, the Prince of glory, the Lord of lords. Thank you for Jesus, the name that is above every other name, the name at which every knee will bow, the only name by which man can be saved. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. With that gum, they're out of milk at United. I don't care, thank God for Jesus. This may last all the way to August. It may last longer than that, friend. Thank God for Jesus. And so there's a list of things to be instead of worried. And it's funny, I, I'm starting to think every sermon's gonna have the same end. But do you know all those things are wrapped up in Christ? Do you know the message of this whole message and last week and probably the week before is this, you can trust Jesus. We can trust Jesus. It's okay. We can trust Jesus. All of those things are, are settled provided in Jesus. We can trust Jesus. If you're here and you haven't done that, if you're watching this and you haven't done that, let me tell you that the greatest piece of the good news for you is that his grace is offered to you today. There, there'll be a day when the trumpet will sound. There'll be a day when, when, when Jesus will come. There'll be a day when the righteous judge begins to judge But until that day, right now, his grace is offered to you. Listen, his grace is offered to you. If you're here and you've never trusted Jesus, and maybe you've never heard this, maybe you've heard it 10,000 times, but you have never trusted Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, settle it today. Simple as that. Greatest thing you can do as as the virus, as they're testing for it, the greatest thing you can do is put your hope, your trust in Jesus Christ. If you're here today, You can trust Jesus. If you've never done that, listen, do that today. Trust him today. If you're here and you've you've made that decision, and maybe many of us are, but have done that, if you're here and you've trusted Jesus, you know what, it's time we stand back up and say, you know what, the anchor holds, peace endures, hope hasn't eroded, and we are going to trust Jesus. We can trust Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come and we're thankful. And we'll just tell you right now, as we've gathered on this day, we're thankful that we could gather. We're thankful for a building together in. We're thankful for a people together with. We're thankful for a Savior together around. We're thankful for the Word to lead us as we gather. And I pray that today that you've been honored. I'm thankful, Lord. We're thankful for our homes. We're thankful for our families. We're thankful for the good and gracious provision, the good things you've given us. We're thankful for the hard times you've walked us through. We're thankful for our redemption, for our salvation. We're thankful for the cross where it's paid, the tomb that's empty. We're thankful for a king that's coming again to receive us into himself, that where he is, there we will be also. We're thankful for a future that doesn't end like this, but ends with you. And so we praise you. Lord, I pray if there's one that doesn't know you, I pray that in the hearing of the gospel of Jesus Christ that today might be the day of their salvation. Lord, I pray for us as believers today that we would trust you. That would show up in the the songs of our heart, the smile on our face, the words that we speak, the deeds that we do. Let us be faithful. Lord, we, we worship you. We honor you. We submit to you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.